BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, here we are. Uh, it's wintertime in LA. Everybody's sick. <laughs> I know. This is about to be all guests uh, are in a phase of a cold. Um, this like is such a throwback to season one, that game we played, uh, am I getting sick? Yeah, um, I know. It? it is absolutely oregano oil season again. I've been hitting that shit hard. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. I also do. I'm I'm embarrassed to say, but I it, even if it does some emotional heavy lifting for me, um, my mom gets like that Mormon essential oils, you know, multi level doTERRA. Stuff. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's called Young Living. Oh, the other, the other. Mm-hmm. The other. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one of the essential oils called Thieves, which is, I think it's like frankincense, cinnamon, myrrh, clove. something like I that. I think there's clove, clove. in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to dilute it or just put it in your skin. But my mom's, she's a gangster. <laughs> and um, she's like, I just put a few drops right on my tongue. And so she I just do love, that. feels the sizzle. <laughs> yeah. And I looked it up. And it's that's, you know, if you were to do any more, uh, that can be really tough, I think, on your liver, because I do think it made me throw up one night <laughs> as I was headed to the airport with a really bad hangover, but was like, I better take my thieves oil so I don't catch a cold on the plane. And then my car service, I was like, pull over. And I had to barf in a bag. Yeah. On the BQE. It's 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 just like taking, you know, pills on an empty stomach. It's like same. It's very strong stuff. But oh, when all you've got is your Starbucks iced coffee, a hangover, a shred of hope, and then some essential oils, your stomach's like, no. <laughs> no. Um, well, guys, welcome to the Side Work Podcast. I am your host, Brooke Van Poplin. And I'm your other host. Andrea Wallace and here here we are where it's the holidays are here they're upon us <laughs> everything's getting canceled like everyone's getting COVID again uh-huh yeah ah! yeah Omicron like- be like take over the show Omicron be like okay remember how like you know they they had diagrams of how the spittle or the spray would come at you. <laughs> Omicron is like being on the inside of a holiday snow globe. It comes at you <laughs> from all directions. Yeah, you better dodge that shit. Oh, God. 
But you know, it's 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 still the holiday season. I'm I'm finally here for it. I'm finally like I'm finally like happy holidays. Like I watched uh the last thirty minutes of It's a Wonderful Life last night and okay. just what cried myself to sleep. Um, you know, I'm starting to get the feels real hard, Brooke. How about you? So same here, and I uh, I admitted to you that I've never sat down and seen it beginning to end I've always either caught the first half mm-hmm. or the back end or just random middle scenes so I've seen a lot of the movie um and they're doing this like fun street food cinema like outdoor holiday market thing and I almost bought two $40 a pop tickets to go see it and then do you know the tunnel of lights and then there are these cool old Victorian homes in Montecito Heights where like you walk in and they hand everyone sheet music and you sing with a choir Aww. and you carol it's really fun or I think and then I was like oh fuck I have my own show that's where my brain is <laughs> I almost booked holiday fun instead of showing up for my own holiday fun show that I'm doing, which I am now, of course, concerned that that's going to be a karaoke, karaoke uh, super spreader. I'm mm. sorry. I won't be negative about it. I'm just, I, Wait, I just what? tell you what. Hey, it's better than being positive. Join. Hey, I'd rather be negative than COVID positive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think, though, like you being like, I'm going to book this, but I have other things to do. Just as like we were talking about this with like Jocelyn Hughes recently that mm-hmm. like. Um, time is very strange currently. Things are moving at a rapid pace and like, and scattered. And also also like sort of moving backwards into a wormhole. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's a very odd energy and God bless her being super, you know, um, aligned with Cosmos. But she had that mantra that she told us that she had to say uh, during eclipse season, which, you know, just ended. Uh, before Venus goes retrograde. We'll talk about that later, guys. guys she, astrology. Before she went to bed, she'd have to say, I'm in the right timeline. And when then she woke up, she would say, I'm in the right timeline. Which well, is, she was she was affirming it. Yeah. Like she was uh, like, uh, I'm uh, here. Universe. And I was like, This is is this a promotion for the new Matrix movie that's about to drop, Jocelyn? Are you getting paid for this? Like I just, seriously. You know, you never you never know. Um I I will tell you. And I recommend this if anyone's having, you know, a bit of like a, I just sort of want to snuggle up with a blanket until 2022 (laughs) feeling, which is, I think, really valid. We've been through a lot. We all never give ourselves credit. Like, like it's always just supposed to be go, go, go. It's that we've all been through like a lot of emotional upheaval for going on two straight years when the world is already a very hard you know, and challenging place to uh, exist in. I have just been revisiting, starting over, and I talked about already, like I am rewatching all of Six Feet Under. Mm -hmm. It is oddly, like the pilot episode is Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Now I'm back in the season. It's in basically middle of season two where it's one year later. So it's the holidays again. And it's been, talk about a time warp. I am going back. Because, like, when you think about the year 2001, 2002, it's like we had all just endured, like, 9-11. I just moved to a big city for the first time in my life. I w- And so I'm, like, reliving a really specific time in my early 20s through the lens of Six Feet Under. The music, the clothing, the family, and the scenarios are f- resonating 8 million times harder with me right now. Nice. Um, 
I've been like just watching with like, like relaxed, almost like mouth open going, fuck, every episode is like a play. You're unclenching for it. I'm unclenching. (laughs) Like my heart is open. My shoulders are dropped. My mouth is open and I'm just, and then like usually like smiling with tears streaming down my face. Oh, I love that. It's so, it's just been really powerful and important and almost like, girl, you haven't slowed down in 20 plus years period either. Right. That's nice. That's nice. We're like totally opposite where we're like scrambling to like catch up on succession. So we're just like, (laughs) (laughs) and and don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I finished that too. And that was another, like, I was like, but that show, believe it or not, even though it doesn't really deal with death, I was like, I don't think I'm breathing and my jaw is clenched yeah. because that's how the Roy family uh, makes me feel. Yeah, very much. I need, I need the Fishers. I need the Fishers uh, in my life. Well, shit. Well, that that's a little segment we're calling uh, Stream Update. Streams Updates. Yeah, what you watching on HBO? <laughs> uh, um, well, let's pop into some headlines, shall we? Okay. Um, first headline, let's get going with this more serious um, headline first, which is that if you guys hadn't heard, the very first Starbucks in the country has unionized. Oh, my God. Um, this is out of Buffalo, New York. Um, so basically, they've been fighting this fight. And, you know, we talked about union organizing. We've been talking about it for so long, Brooke, that this is something that like gained traction even before COVID started. Back to 2019 is when it all really started like gaining momentum and heat. And here we are um, that Starbucks has done it. Um, And this is only going to basically like give positive reinforcement to other groups across the country that are trying to accomplish the same thing. Other stores, other districts. Um, And they're saying in... Buffalo that they're going to push the first thing from a $17 wage to a $25 an hour wage, which will be incredible. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. That is money that you can build a dignified life with. You know, absolutely. I mean, to put it in perspective, um, there is a barista, uh, Sam is their name who has worked for Starbucks in, in the area, in that, in that Buffalo area for 12 years, uh, 12 fucking years, Brooke, of, of their life and is still wow. only making $24,000 a year. And that's on a full time, full time schedule. And I will say, too, that, you know, uh, is Starbucks never not slammed? Those employees have their ass handed to them for the entirety of their shift. We are crazy for their drugs, you know, and. I I speak from experience as can you. It is backbreaking, repetitive, really grimy, hard, high stress work. And y'all want what they are serving and give them that twenty five dollars an hour. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Well, not to mention the fact that like tip. inflation. People really, yeah, people don't fucking tip. People don't tip I, at Starbucks. I tip. I tip at Starbucks, but people don't. Inflation is fucking well. They don't make it easy because it's like they just like put the debit card on the on the on the arm, you know, the machine on the arm in your car, and like, but inflation has been crazy. So not only is there inflation all around, cost of living, but like right. it, it, even healthcare, included healthcare for Starbucks employees has been inflated, and they have not gotten higher oh, wow. wages yeah. to make up for that. So that right. is what this is going to be geared toward. And, of course, better 
healthcare in general, covering things more like mental health care, while uh, currently the healthcare package they have covers 20 sessions. The sessions are like really like, I don't think they're directing employees toward like maybe the type of care providers talk therapy providers that could really really help them it's more i think it's i think it's pretty superficial you know um as far as what they're being uh uh steered toward but not to disregard four months ago uh collectivo coffee which is a wisconsin-based chain um five chicago area locations at collectivo also started a union biggest coffee Workers Union in the United States now, Brooke, um, under the international really cool. in, in, under the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. That's who they went under, which I think is rad because they're obviously using expensive machinery all day, you know, um, and that's what they were under. So these two things are huge, and I'm glad that this all happened before the year's out. I just think it's something to celebrate. And we'll, you know, as things progress, keep you guys updated. But I just thought I just thought it would be a fun thing to share over the holidays. I think it's great. I think it's hopeful. I think it it, you know, it's gotta be something. I'm I'm sure 2020, 2022 will also probably start off fucking rough entry. I'm sure there'll be some, you know, because we're still going like just because the date is like, it's a new year. Like things, but things are gearing up. They are pushing like as we all know, there's a tipping point for everything. And I see what we've learned, what we, we've experienced collectively as, you know, people have witnessed the restaurant industry just be ugh, just pushed around and brought to its knees. What we're going to see, I think, hopefully more of in 2022 and beyond is unionizing and just whole new business models and all the stuff we've talked ad nauseum about and feel excited about so mm-hmm. this is really cool really oh, cool yeah. to hear absolutely great Paul <laughs> <laughs> great Paul Andrea thank like that you. headline thanks so much thanks so much <laughs> in other news mm-hmm. yeah 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 I mean so I'm sure everyone saw this because everyone was kind of tweeting about it and sharing it on social media because it's a very strange headline but um basically uh which brand is it philadelphia cream cheese yeah uh yeah there's a fucking cream cheese shortage there (laughs) is a cream cheese shortage you fat ass americans yeah so god craft cheese so philadelphia cream Mm -hmm. cheese also I mean, there's just, yeah, there's a shortage everywhere. And this year for all the holiday season, that comes to you in the form of cream cheese not being available. Um, Oddly enough, I fucking bought some today. And like, I didn't even know what was going on. Like I was at Trader Joe's and Brian and I are checking out and our the lovely guy helping us uh, with our groceries was just like, oh man, you got some cream cheese? This stuff's like gold right now. And I just, I thought he meant it because it was the holidays. And I was like, yeah, right. it's so good. And I was like, wait. Is there a shortage? And everybody was basically like, yeah, the doy to my face, but very nice, oh you know? Yeah. Okay. Got got it. Thank you. Loud and clear Trader Joe's bagger who always talks. Oh, Brian just was also like, Brian was like, yeah, babe, duh. You know, but there was it, uh, it with the best intentions. I was like, thank you for educating me. Okay. That's funny. So Kraft Heinz owns Philadelphia cream cheese, right? So mm-hmm. they have announced that it's offering a $20 reimbursement to 18,000 customers willing to have something other than cheesecake. So they're basically like, if you need, please, we're going to pay you not to buy it. It's what they're saying. That's how much of a shortage 
it is. We also had fucking bagels today, Brian. I'm looking. I'm like, there has been so much. There was a lot of cream cheese in our morning. And then all I this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, listen, I, you, you can figure out how to make it. I mean, the delis, like the really good delis here, it's like it's homemade cream cheese. It, it might be that the ingredients at large. Are, I mean, am I going to make my own home homemade cream cheese? Of course not. Also. Do I like the plain one that can turn into sweet? No, I'm I'm safe. I think because I get scallion and chive. No one's oh, yeah. making scallion chive cake. There's also like a really good um. There's really good vegan cream cheese options currently. Those Spreads. are fine too. Get them whipped. You know, get yeah. That light. I got light, the whipped, airy. which is maybe how I got my hands on it. But you know what? I was like, oh boy, is there going to be an overload of too much cocktail sauce and pepper jelly? now because there's not enough cream cheese and that's um, a delightful holiday treat. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah those Let's teeny see. those teeny little shrimp are going to be overloaded without any cream cheese and cocktail sauce to swim in oh, we'll survive boy. we'll survive somehow you just ruined everything i will survive without cream cheese i will keep my hands away from it you know i'll enjoy what i have for now if i can go to some uh delis and support their homemade cream cheese situation i will you know yeah or you could also substitute uh for the what is this the topic of your headline that you found this week well here's yes and again i was going down this list like okay so if you are so heartbroken that you can't make a dessert (laughs) that is just loaded with cream cheese there's an article uh in let's see let me get it usa USA today And I do not know where they get this fucking info from. I love from. that you're always, go ahead, premise it. But I just love that you always want it. You always love these these stories. Again, I get very angry. I've never been polled. Have you been polled for anything in your life? They're just calling I have. Me. I have been okay. polled. I got called and asked about sex. Remember when that happened? Yeah. Oh. I was at work, a random call. And I, they were just like, Hey, like, do you have sex? What kind of sex do you have? Would you consider like yourself to be like a horny person? And I was like, it was, I forget all the questions exactly, but I was just like, this is amazing. Somebody call me more and I'll talk about the, yeah, but that's the only time Brooke. And I swear it was legit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, I think this list is so fucking bizarre but it's every state lists uh where there's an again another poll that's that lists every state's favorite christmas cookie and i have heard of like none of these like a snoopy christmas cookie is california's favorite what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about um colorado says it's a keto cookie bro no so do a (laughs) bunch of states where you're like wait so maine loves their gluten-free christmas cookies as does montana but then the other favorite keto cookie eating states are south dakota What are you talking about? And Wyoming all love keto. Chris, it's like they called one person in each state and her name. She happened to be home at three o'clock in the afternoon and her name's Irene. And she's like, well, I did. I I did start. Here we go with my my fucking one size fits all dumb voice that I do for anyone who's not me. But she's like, I do like a keto cookie. I have to do it because of the diabetes. So keto I'll speak for all of Wyoming. Keto <laughs> Christmas cookies. It's the state cookie. Michigan, what's a snowball cookie? Do you know what a snowball cookie is? Uh, I think it's the really like, it's just packed with powdered sugar. It looks like a donut hole. Oh, okay. I was thinking I like, know, and rolled I, and I think in it has coconut. Wal- I think it has walnut in it, so I can't eat them. Um, Nebraska says Christmas yeah. cookie fudge. What is that? What? Yeah, what? 
what is that? There's like a lot. I'd probably need like a Christmas cookie glossary because these might be the names of cookies we're very familiar with. But And like, okay, I get an Italian Christmas cookie, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and an East Christmas cookie for New York. I know what these look like, you know? Well, Lemon Christmas cookies. What okay. I'm suspect I'm is like that. it just it just is like North Dakota, which, you know, it just is Norwegian Christmas cookies. Now, my stepmom went down a rabbit hole on Norwegian Christmas cookies and probably made at least 15 different kinds last year. I'm oh. not, you know. And oh. so I'm just saying you, you got to be more specific. You know, Rhode Island, Italian Christmas cookies. There's got to be like 50 different kinds, you know, so... Um, it sounds like someone's going to be writing a drunken letter to the editor on Christmas Eve. Oh, Arizona. Bad news for you, Arizona. Your favorite Christmas cookie is the cream cheese Christmas cookie. Santa's bringing you coal for cookies this year. Oh, I sorry, thought it was, Arizona. I thought, I thought it would be some sort of recount cookie. <laughs> oh, boy. I made a oh. joke. I don't know. I want to do more research. We need to just do, maybe we should start some sort of survey company. Like, I get it. Like, thumbprint, like, or like the Hershey Kiss Christmas cookie. Yep, I get it. Those are fine. Louisiana is just a whole cake. It says a cookie cake. Brooke, these lists, I swear to you, my first resolution of 2022 is to get to the bottom of these fucking lists. I I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. The cookies are done. Well, we are going to just jump right into our interview with Julian Villard. We are so happy to have him back. And he's been working the staff party scene. Oh, yeah. uh, For the holidays. So and that's going to be our topic of the day. But um, guys, uh, if you want to send in stories, we're taking a break from that because y'all are sleeping on it. We don't have any to share. Um, and it's okay. We're all tired. You know, let's take a nap. Let's not, let's not make anyone feel bad. Let's, let's set a new goal. Maybe in 2022, you'll, you'll take a breather. Think about us, write us something fun to share with us. But until then, don't sweat it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a little gift for you before we get rolling with our interview. It is a super fun little lo-fi cocktail recipe for the holiday season. Yeah. Move, move over server submitted story and welcome in a delicious drink recipe from lo-fi and Victoria Canty. Oh my God. Hey everyone, you know what the holiday buka bell means? It means it is time for another drop by with lo-fi for the holidays with our pal and your favorite bartender, Victoria Canty. It me. Hi. God, you hey, keep hey. Coming, you keep like showing up. She's like the elf on the shelf. She is, but with booze. And she's bringing she's bringing cheer. I'm gonna try. Yes. So this one is a really great one for holiday brunches when all your family is coming over and you need you need a, a little bit of booze cocktail. and you need a little bit of pep in your stuff. Super easy. This one's called the White Elephant Holiday Edition. We're gonna put two ounces of our lo-fi sweet vermouth in this one. Two ounces of real coconut cream one ounce of cold brew coffee, a bar spoon of allspice ram or a spice simple syrup, whatever you've got in your bar cabinet. You're going to shake all that up and then pour it over ice, put some coconut flakes on there and a star anise pod for garnish. Oh my God. 
I what? I want it now. That's this, it's amazing. creamy, delicious white elephant goodness. This you are is, dreaming of a white elephant. Yes, we are dreaming of a white elephant. This is how every day should start, not just the holidays. And also, that sounds highly problematic, but goddamn, it has coffee in it. Put some pep in your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for it. I'm ready to go. Uh, Victoria, thank you so much for us doing another drop by for the holidays with us, you guys. Happy holidays from Side Work and Lo-Fi. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Julian. Oh my god. Yeah, so we we um we basically alluded to the fact that today was a all varying degrees of ill and a little scared <laughs> uh that we might have covid sort of a lineup. I want to hopefully put your mind at ease like we were saying. It's just everyone's getting the California cold because None of the homes are insulated. It has been freezing at night. My, my Sean's had to scrape his windshields in the morning for his shoot days. Yeah, Brian was yesterday. He's like, I don't have a fucking scraper. No, what he didn't I, have a scraper. Did he didn't know I had one. So he's just out there like pounding it with bare fists. And like n- none of these homes are <laughs> none of these homes are insulated. So it's like you may as well be camping outdoors inside your own goddamn house. So mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then here we all all are sounding like different varying frogs, but well, yeah, I mean, I um, this is I just got to California, so I, I am shocked by how cold it is, and um, I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID. We're gonna find out by tomorrow, but I guess retroactively, we'll know right. when this airs if I had COVID oh or not. But truly, <laughs> where I think I may have gotten or contracted COVID, which I think is very relevant to what we're about to talk about, was at a staff party for multiple bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's uh, quickly. Uh, we did mention it before. We'll give you an official welcome. Thank you for your official second appearance back on Sidework Podcast. Everyone, Julian Villard, welcome him back. Hello. I haven't even seen you since you moved to California. I know. It's well, an, and, and we're both in the valley. I know. I think life is just super bonkers. Just period. You're settling in. I've seen your wife more than I've seen you, which you know, is lovely, lovely person. We do like by the that, way, Rachel. we were, that's we're right. buddies. Oh, that's right. You guys had a you included Rachel on Girls Night. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hayride. Yeah, back when there was no variants and you could just hang around a bunch of strangers and probably be okay. Um, but um, I'm so glad you're back on it. It's actually, it's so nice to see your face. And yes. I think that, um, I'm going to predict it now, hot trending for the new year. Uh, you know, we're all getting sick for the first times. So it's like, I think we're going to have to co-mingle like toddlers to get a, get ourselves a little sick yes, again. we need to go to put rebuild in- our, our immunities. Well, let mm-hmm. me tell you, we have a full-on Petri dish in the Villard home. There's two children <laughs> who have all kinds of liquids running out of all of their holes that are, if you want to just come over here and like bathe, we can get that sorted. Oh, Andrea, if you haven't had pink eye in a while, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure one of those two little like mud, mud puppets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was I was like, I was like, is it conjunctivitis Thursday? What's going on? Um, <laughs> I woke up and I thought I had it too. My eye got irritated in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, come on now. But I'm thankfully the eye. The eye is okay. Just mostly the rest. Anyways, 
talking about breeding grounds for trouble, germs, and potential arrests is our topic of the day, which is a bar or restaurant staff party. Oh, my God. Specifically, like, these holiday parties. And they're back. Holiday parties are back, meaning holiday work parties are back, meaning holiday restaurant parties are (laughs) super back. And whether that is now during the holiday season or typically when it is is post-holidays in January when things are a little less insane, this shit is happening. And Julian has been front and center for a few, yeah? Yeah, I I sort of got, weirdly, I've only been here a few months, but I fell in uh, among a couple things, one of which is uh, I... um, I'm working with the largest events booker in uh, the LA area, a place called West Coast Music. So I'm, they're sending me out on all kinds of those, you know holiday parties, and people have not been able to have holiday parties for, you know, basically I guess two years. I, two, I don't even keep track. We missed one yeah, year. Yeah, no, that's, we missed yeah. one year, but we're acting so, like it's been you know five. But yes. And then I, uh, interestingly enough, you know, maybe actually I'm in the process of trying to open a bar here and. Uh, knock on wood if everything goes accordingly. Obviously, it's it's maybe a an interesting business to get into at this time. Uh, uh, but I am, and I am doing a lot of work for uh, that conglomerate of owners, and one of which was playing uh, their joint staff party on Monday night. I just want to remind everyone that you are you've been hired because you can either do like holiday or lounge music as a pianist, you can do original music, or you can be karaoke accompaniment. Right. Um, Julian was on, I think, within the first uh, 100 episodes. Of, yes. I'll go back and, but like, we talked about being a, a, um, a song tender with you. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. I think I, it's So I just in, wanted to refresh. Yes, yeah, so if you revisit some episode in the mid-30s, you can hear me talk all about, <laughs> and it's probably a very honest expression because I've kind of been retired from that profession for the last year and a half because, believe it or not, uh, Live piano karaoke is not exactly a uh, safe environment uh, for <laughs> staying healthy. Um, but I was—I remember when you interviewed me. I was—I was out here probably doing a karaoke gig you in New York, mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. just—you know—the the the angst and the frustration was just so fresh. It was—it was really—it was, it was it's really visceral. nice to yeah. It was nice to speak oh. honestly of my experience and be heard because normally I just sound like an angry person, and you guys. This co- no, this podcast is a safe space for those kind of. It rights. absolutely is, and like it really has been. You have been on a whole big journey since since we did that for absolutely. sure. But yeah, I think um, I I feel um, you know, the holiday party thing. It's like I feel for these people, you know, because service industry people they're they're already like they're past this. They've had to been dealing with this oh. kind of stuff for months now. So right. in a way, I don't fault them all for going out and partying unmasked in their own community because they're already mm-hmm. around each other all the time. And they um, don't get to be the unmasked one while everyone else, correct. you know, who comes into the bar, like they're, they're masked up for the entirety of it. And, and so what a nice way for them to like let down for a hot, you know, let the mask down for a hot second. Exactly. And I also will say that the particular bar owners, you know, they were one, they actually think they made the news in Los Angeles. They were one of the first kind of community of bars to require vaccination for mm-hmm. yep. entry. For sure. So, you know, they're like, you know, you can't, I mean, to ask these people who've been working in the service industry after having been through all this stuff for the last two years to then go to their holiday party with their people and all wear masks felt a little bit extreme. It's a lot. It's a lot. And we, we all know how hard you go at a holiday party amongst your coworkers when you were in the restaurant industry. Like, so let's like triple that knowing that it's been such a hard year. People are letting fucking 
loose. Yeah. So I, mean, I yeah, I was gonna say I'm like all I know. I haven't gotten any details other than this little preview that Julian texted me on Tuesday, sort of like, "Hey, we have to buy all new karaoke materials because they got destroyed at the at the staff party for Gold Diggers." <laughs> um, you know, they were they were actually really cool, and I have to give them well, a lot of, course, of credit. Of service industry because it was a joint party for two bars. Right. It was Gold Diggers and it was La Cita. So it was oh. really interesting. Which and La Cita is kind of the OG epicenter in LA for the cumbia scene, and it's got a heavy, heavy Latin. I mean, it's a Latin bar in downtown mm-hmm. LA. So the vibe was amazing, and everybody was cool and in a great mood. No big weirdos, which is you know always. I mean, when Brooke and I did our little night uh, last month, like song three, it was my first karaoke big gig oh back God. from the pandemic. Song three, an insane person came up with. Six inch nails, right. like just a crazy. Well, person. no. Well, this is why you not you don't allow the public in for the holiday party. Right, like only right. the cool. Right. I so they were cool only, and I I stayed masked. I sang with. I mean, I did it for my mask was just drenched by the end of the night because I was singing through a mask. I mean, I was trying I to be you cool. Did, I think you did the right thing. It's like they know what they do. They actually protect our. You know. Listen, we can't tell them what to do on their off nights in in terms of how they want to go out and spend time being a patron at other bars without being a mask. I would absolutely mm-hmm. want to do that, but we know for a fact that they're safe at work yes. minimizing their risks. And so I think in that instance, because I'm also like you and I are about to host karaoke on Sunday. I know. But I don't and think I'm it, a don't, little I, I was so terrified I... to tell you guys too that I was feeling like absolute dog sauce because I know this was going to activate the brook brain. But I, I, um, I, I feel like <laughs> I actually think I don't have COVID. I just think I have been getting four hours of sleep for three months because mm-hmm. I have two children. And then now I'm playing like gigs on top of it and I'm dehydrated. So and there's fucking there's still germs out there, man. Yeah, you could, you could and, still get and then sick. all of a sudden it's 30 degrees. But it's so there's, yeah. it's a it's a, it's a slurry, worried. if you will, a slurry of, of shite. Um, However, I want to say. Oh, I was going to say my, my point, I think it's just to round this out before your point, Andrea, is just that like. You know what? I don't care. Julian and I are going to do the show Sunday. And uh, when I'm on stage, it's like we'll be unmasked. Um, when we are off stage, I think I might resort back to I don't want people um, fucking close talking. I just don't want any mm-hmm. close talking right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been I, through this. Not I predict first Brooke rodeo. will be in a full body condom <laughs> when she walks in and like full oh, no. like and swabbing herself regularly with some. Sort no, of she'll be OK. I'm OK. <laughs> She's it's. Yeah. Getting back to holiday parties, though, like, you know, when you like you have the work party at the bar at the restaurant you work at and they close shop and the signs on the fucking door that's like closed for private staff event tonight. You get that like, sorry, bitches, this is all for us tonight mm, you know those are good I, so vibes it was interesting when i started dating my wife um rachel i'll refer to her as rachel because she doesn't like to be called my wife because it's demeaning and uh <laughs> she's a human being who's not just tethered to me uh um so my rachel my wife for the audience but you guys know her as rachel um she uh used to work at joe's pub that was and, and joe's mm-hmm. pub is a kind of legendary new york uh dinner theater adjunct to the uh, public theater. And I just remember the staff party was such a big fucking deal that she would show up. It's a big deal. And I was, and like I just started dating her. She would look unbelievable. And I was like, where are you going? What the fuck (laughs) is this? And it's like, we're just going to go get wasted tonight. They're taking us to like a crazy, like Nobu and buying us all this shit. And I'm just going to, I'm like, I 
I don't know how comfortable I feel with you going out like this, getting absolutely shit faced with your employees even working. I mean, you know, and obviously it was fine, but I definitely was like, why do you look better tonight than on any date I've ever taken you out on? <laughs> well, this is the thing. You got to show these, up. You got to because you never get to look as nice as you want to at totally, the restaurant because you're covered in sauces. Right. Um, Dog sauces. <laughs> lots of sauces. But you you there's also these parties that are legendary, like of other mm-hmm. bars and restaurants that you're like, oh, fuck, you work there. I've heard amazing things about the staff parties oh, there for sure. Um, I heard Gold Line. I don't know if you know Gold Line Bar here in L.A., Julian, or not. Um, they're a he Japanese vinyl bar in Highland Park. Super, super cool. Um, I'm buddies with one of the owners and they're straight up having a Rick James cover band at their holiday oh, party yeah. this year. And I'm just like, please take all the video i couldn't be more jealous right now um one of our favorite bars in chicago the long room who we haven't dropped their name in a minute would um bring in substitute bartenders for the evening um i even volunteered to do it a few times it's one of the things i really actually wanted to do there was to be the volunteer substitute surrogate bartender when they had their staff holiday party so everybody could go they would a money-making potential night because you know people can't not tip you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, even if it's like, no, 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 we covered it. You know, service industry bartenders are still going to throw money at your face if you're the substitute bartender. Yeah. They yeah. had and, and, all the bartenders. Yeah, they brought in, like, because they own a bunch of bars. So they brought in other bartenders that did exactly this for that night. So it's like such a fucking baller move. I mean, you have to, obviously. You can't, like, be the one who's like, I'll work the work party. <laughs> like, not, no, not no, fun. no. But do we think like having it? I mean, I get it. It's fun to have it at the bar, at the place you work, and then the place is yours. But is it more fun to go someplace like rent out another place? Probably because you descend upon it like, hello, like gold diggers has arrived on, you know, on mass. And I thought it was cool what they did because they took them all to dinner and got them absolutely schlitched. And then they all showed up back at the bar. Oh, that's so like they all turned up at like 10 10 30 and they were fucking you know it was all systems go it was like all right let's do this you know i'd had like i had 40 songs in the bucket in like 10 minutes i was like oh Oh, shit that's actually fucking incredible to be like beautiful dinner get super sauce and then we'll just like we'll put you in a place that we know no one else it's not acceptable for you to be like this anywhere else we must contain this madness yeah so it let them get really loose and sloppy and like i mean I'm trying to think the only holiday party that I ever really got to be not be the guy playing it because I'm always I'm always the staff. I'm like the guest bartender, except I'm on the piano um, was uh, was for Sig Golds. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I just I don't know if it's not in my nature. I also am just like I had kids at that point. So I was just like, I, all right, I'm going to go to the staff party and like fuck off after 90 minutes just to put my face in and go home because <laughs> I can't. I, I can't throw down like I used to, but I've never really been that kind of person like where I just sort of get, you know, take all my troubles out on. I'm I'm like a sleepy drunk. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm, If I get wasted, I'm asleep, you know, so I'm like, Got I'm it. Not, I don't you're, like you're, you're smiling and holding still at yeah. the end of the bar. You're just kind of right. 
uh, I'm I'm an overworked, overtired dude. Exactly. It's like the fatigue just sets in, and I'm I'm like my head's mm-hmm. down on the bar, just like right. Okay, You're not back. going like shot for shot with like the back of house like staff. I mean, you know, <laughs> if there's other things that aren't alcohol, then yeah, I'm going for it. But if it's just an alcohol related party, <laughs> then I'm asleep. Of course, and I, you know, and I really have trouble imagining you. Especially if you were in beast mode, if you added cocaine to that, I'm not sure so anyone's. I I actually I lived in London as I may have I talked know. about. I I had a you know a little moment where I was supposed to be somebody, and then I came back down to my real life in New York, and I had a record <laughs> deal. I had to leave London because of cocaine. The cocaine was too I, I, yeah. I, I, I know it was, it's it was, it was, wow. it was too much cocaine, and I was doing too much cocaine, and I was like, this is not. And I, it was the first time ever in my life I was like, oh, th- that's how this happens. That's, you know, I just stick around here and then I become that guy and I become a fucking psychopath um, and I just completely dissociate from who I am and just do drugs all the time. That, and so, yeah, 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 yeah. Not it's, just or, you know, some not to just like dissociate, but like, you know, just hopefully usually there's a respectable amount of drugs happening at the work parties, you know, like, sure. or at least yeah, or exactly. at least they're there always <laughs> or maybe just like openly like lines are being done on the bar. Who knows what's going to happen at the staff parties? You know, things like that probably are happening. I, I do think, though, this party was the one staff party I've played in a minute, and it was actually remarkably tame. I think people are just. You know, they were having a good time. They didn't, like, I don't think people quite have the fight in them to, like, I think the normals do. And I think that's the an normals, even more, the normals scared. are like, I have not been able to be an entitled piece of shit for 20 plus months. So I'm going to, this is my moment and I'm going to treat whoever comes across my way. I mean, I think about this. I just went to New York for a couple parties and it was fine. It was insane. I played one holiday party in New York, not a staff party, where this guy rented out the bitter end for his girlfriend and oh my god and Whoa. the bar the bar was packed they cleared the bar like the bar was packed with another show they cleared the bar and then he had his party and the bar was packed again with 200 Whoa. people each time and i i was getting into palpitations on bleaker street i mean they were checking vax cards but i was just sitting there just being like this is so much right this now is, this is this is g- bad fucking the full bitter end experience carpeting like just the grossest of the grossest and but I, but on that trip, I was on. I had like a complete meltdown. I, and I'm Mister New York. I'm sort of impenetrable. But I was on the subway, packed Q train with everyone masked, and then a guy came on with a Bible with a mask, screaming about gays ending the world through the mask. I mean, pe- he, I was just like, this is this is like a hat on top of a hat on top of a hat. Like so, I, I all these parties that you know the, the general public, they're fucking doing it. Right now. There and I think too, like so, and this is a credit to right, like yes, but the staff they might go hard, but guess what? They're professionals. It was going very hard. Oh, yes. oh no, absolutely. absolutely. I'm not worried about yeah, yeah, sailors like, and pirates. You know, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. They, they were. I mean, it was not, and it was all. Everything was in good, and in fact, in a cool. I played a long time. You know, I was able. It, it helped me. I was like, oh, this is fun. I can keep going because. You know, it, but it's only when I start getting become a human punching bag that that gig really starts to get hard. But uh, well, what's interesting is you're talking about this like newer um, company you're working for, and you're just getting like placed and dropped in all these like, random parties across LA. Which like, what a weird way to get to know the city, first of all. I and it's like very strange. LA is like hidden pockets of like magic and mystery and terror. Like you know, it it it, it, it there's so much. You're probably seeing crazy shit. Well, so if this is again, we're more in like yeah, a holiday. Yeah, no, I 
yeah, ho- I full holiday I was party, like, not even the staff yeah, party. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I've done a gig, I did a gig for him in Beverly Park, which I don't even know if you know what that is, but it's essentially a separate section of Beverly Hills, a separate mm-hmm. section of Mulholland where it's just like mansions everywhere. And so I did one for Anthony Ressler, who owns the Atlanta Hawks, and his wife, Jamie Gertz of Lost Boys fame. Oh, sure. Yeah. And she was, they Star. were amazing. They were so. They, it was like the coolest Jewish parents I never had. They were just fucking the shit. <laughs> I like they like, did a Hanukkah prayer. It was awesome. I was like, these people rule. And I was like, this is if I was gonna be worth seven billion, I want to be like them. And then yeah. I played a basically like a Palm Springs sex den. I don't even really know how to explain <laughs> what this thing was, but it was like ropes hanging from the ceiling and mm-hmm. shag carpeting everywhere. It was is a crazy mid century modern design, and it was for um a member of the Pritzker family. Which oh, is wow. the only, yeah, and they, and they were love. Everybody's been cool, but it was like bonkers. I was like, holy bonkers shit. wealth, yeah. Well, it's interesting because the wealth in New York is so much more on the inside. You don't really know how much people are worth here. Right. They they do it up. They drip a little more. A, a little they more. Hang, they hang. They hang sex ropes from the ceiling. You know. I mean, I don't know, but it was. I was definitely like, why are there? Why are these? Is this like a gym area? What's going on? Like, like I just didn't understand. <laughs> no. what I was like, is this it, it, CrossFit? It was yeah, incredible. It was gorgeous. But I was like, I feel like I'm walking around a pillow house with like yeah. weird things. I'm like, what goes on in this house? And you're like, is that dog sauce right yeah, there? Right, What's exactly. happening? Um, <laughs> ew. Uh, I, I do have to say uh, that you've clearly been that busy that you didn't relay that to me. Like you've been, you're beast oh. mode. LA beast mode is happening. Brooke, I, this is, you're getting the uh, safe for podcast description of that party. When we get <laughs> off the air, I'll tell oh, you some. Yeah. Wild I shit about that party, but yeah, it's but I have Tell to say us that now. no, no, I can't. Okay. no, no, okay. no. All right, we don't need to. This one actually, I'm like, you did. Because I that guarantee I'm, you probably have to sign NDAs to play some of these parties too. No, you know, I have to say oh, that. Oh no, well, what's cool is I had to do that a lot in New York, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not having had to do that out here because I, everybody's just a little bit more relaxed, and they're just sort of like, that's hey, very nice. It's been very nice. Everybody, there's been some like kooky shit but everybody's been cool as shit so new york has been you know my all-time new york gig which i signed an nda for for a client that shall not be named is in and uh i uh basically um had to dress up like a fully painted silver person um whoa how long did that take this is like one of the all-time craziest private holiday it was a holiday party it was a it was I was in brought to a conference room in a hotel on the Upper East Side, kind of five blocks away from the apartment. And it was SNL's entire makeup team and me and male and female models. I was the only, it was me and and they're all, I'm walking in and they're all, walk, like the men are walking out, they're six foot four and shirtless in silver. And um, I uh, I was sitting there being like, what's going on and i go in and the makeup artist says to me hey do you take your, he says uh do you take your shirt off and i'm and i have no idea what the context is and i say i mean like as part of the act he goes no take You're your like, shirt like, off ever no right exactly that's what i thought he goes no, I, i'm take, you're never nude <laughs> take your take your shirt off so i can spray paint your chest silver and i just sort of went with it because the check was so ridiculous and i have i had before i put my phone away i took one picture of myself which is like i have shoe polish in my hair it's fucking insane and they kept me in a maid's room for three hours and 45 minutes. They pulled me out for 15 minutes. I did no piano karaoke. I just mimed piano along to Can't Stop the Feeling that the DJ was playing by Dustin Timberlake with like a sexy robot, a girl in a bikini 
like super sexy, but with a giant robot head on, like a foam robot head dancing behind me. And I was just like silver guy, silver bird guy. I mean, fucking, I walked down Park Avenue and I went home and I bought the most expensive pressing of Steely Dan's Asia just to wipe the thing from my brain. Cause I was like, this is the most weirdest thing I've ever done for money. <laughs> That's the, yeah. totally am, true. But, well, I, my jaw's on the floor. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know if, if, yeah, I've got a lot of them. Like, you know, it's just. Can you prob- share the picture? Have you ever shown it? That's yeah, I not could, I could, I could give. Could- I could absolutely give you guys that for uh, for online content. As oh, lo- yes. Yes. I- as long as the the the, 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 the party planner, the guest is anonymous, but that absolutely happened. Absolutely. No, we um, exactly. You don't have to tell us who. You can tell me off record, but I won't share it. Um, I, I miss Epic holiday parties um you know like when i first moved to la i i worked for a person who like i was in charge of throwing the annual holiday party and i fucking brought it like we had one where we had we had to replace the carpeting we had a christmas vacation themed party everybody came in costumes we had a burnt smoking tree with like a smoke machine and a dead cat on the floor we had clark hanging from the roof i paid a company to come and put an obscene amount of lights on the building like there was i gotta go to prop houses in la and pick out christmas decorations there were three bars it was a fucking epic night but I mean, it's so much work to like be a party planner and do that kind of work. And but I got to hire all my friends to be my staff, and we just like did shots and made a shitload of money. You know what I mean? Everybody worked hard and made so. But it was, and then I got to invite all my friends to I the know. party too. I was like, I'm just, I'm just posed in a picture with Clark with the Griswolds, uh, with a yeah. I mean, I was just like, I don't belong here, but Dexter and Andrea are cool like that. <laughs> I mean, on that tip, the craziest stuff for me was when I lived in London and literally they just go for a month with Christmas parties. I've never seen anything like it. It's five (laughs) nights a week. Cats are going out to Christmas parties and just doing all kinds of drugs. I mean, by the end of that month, you basically need to go full Kendall Roy dry that shit out in the desert. I was going to say, like, it's not dry January. It's rehab winter. No, no. 90 days clean winter. And the, the Brits don't fuck like, around. No, all, they're, they're very frightening. <laughs> so all the British, all, all the Peloton classes I take out of London, like around there in the holidays, they've been like, oh, your work party, the office party. I think that office parties in London are like, people get fucking pissed and tanked and it's completely acceptable to be as outrageous and out as outlandish as you want to yeah, be. Yeah, no, you're right. And and I mean, that's the, that's that whole culture. I mean, the office is a British show. Like that yeah. is that idea mm-hmm. of I mean, it started as a British show like, oh, my God, there's Mark like like fucking his dicks on the copy machine. And he's like, that's totally the vibe. It's just and it's almost <laughs> encouraged to fucking fully embarrass yourself and just be a complete blackout drunk insane. And you know, it's just bizarre. I've just never I remember that like it's like a marathon and they start like mid November and they end like December 20 something. It's fucking insane. I think On too, Boxing Day. especially too, because like, so with the larger companies, you know, and I know this is like straight a little bit. I, I just want to say on the one hand, it's like I worked for gorgeous, I, the, you know, I tell you my swan song restaurant. Uh, my boss was smart. She's like, happy holidays. Here's a gift bag with a bottle of wine for each of you. Get the fuck out of my face. There will be. <laughs> yeah. No staff party. You know, she was good, but she's like, I don't I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I'm not inviting that pain into my life. We were also so, we were such a little team and so close. It's all good, you know. Um, on the flip side, though, 
you know, I was working at MTV for a couple of years and before recession and, and a lot of shit happened, I got to experience a few years in a row of them putting on what. And so if you can imagine MTV's trying to compete with, you know, all the other TV networks for hearing about how crazy their holiday party was what did they do? What place did they rent? And so because there's such a competition in Manhattan for venues, services, so on and so forth, like I remember our Christmas party was like December 1st on a Monday and we all showed up to work <laughs> and we were expected to be to work on Tuesday. One of our animators went missing um, after... Oh after the work party and we spent all of Tuesday calling hospitals looking for him because his wife had like taken the kids and flown back to Sweden. So he was alone and we were like, oh, my God, like he's he's just gone. No word. But he was so hungover that he wouldn't pick up the phone or look at email or he didn't come to work. He didn't talk to anyone for 48 hours. That's how fucking hungover he was. But he was at home in a den of sorrow, avoiding the world. The rest of us made it in. I remember I have a picture of me wrapped in my winter coat, uh, just hiding under my desk for the first half of the day. It's just so <laughs> fucking crazy to do that shit. And then to be like, all right, guys, see you tomorrow at 10, you know? Yeah, I've definitely had to work the next day after a work party working like I you know, and it's just it's no fun for anybody, especially when you have to like serve people. Obviously, when you have to serve people alcohol, it's like, you know, we, <laughs> we talk a lot about what it's like to be hungover and working. We know this. We know how bad it can get. But when you're that you're like, I'll die. Wait, we were having it. What day? Fuck you guys. What? You know, I, know. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I hope you have a Bloody Mary bar set up at, at the office the next yeah, day. Like, yeah. Good God. Um, oh my God. Is there anything else coming up? This, uh, is, is, are you rounding out the holiday party season or what else do we have? Um, assuming that I am COVID negative, yeah. uh, I'm just plain old <laughs> sick. I will be playing a pretty, uh, intense one on Saturday with a 10 piece band. Whoa, oh, fun. Which I am leading and I've never played with any of the nine musicians before. So that'll be interesting. Um, and yeah. then I actually have a <laughs> new year's Eve, uh, party at, in West Hollywood at like a members club. With a small Fun. band. So, like, I do, and I think that's it. There's other stuff, but I think in terms of the holiday, and then, of course, Brooke and I will, will be on, again, assuming I am COVID negative or not just <laughs> have the flu, assuming I'm just gross, you know, I will be there on Sunday night at Gold Diggers hosting our Right, uh, and obviously throwdown. this will be a, a monthly show now, a continuous show. Yes. Every yes. holiday weekend we're doing it. We're doing it right around. The, so we're doing this kind of Christmas timey vibes. And then we're going to do Martin Luther King Day weekend. And then we're going to do, I think, President's Day weekend. So it'll be fun. Oh, nice. We've got some great stuff. Then you got on. your St. Patrick's Day and something in April comes along. Oh, man. Thank Earth God. Day. I, I, oh, that was another. I mean, like, I think I've in New York, I've done some St. Patty's Day ones at Irish bars. And that's and then also the the, the worst. The worst ever is for whatever reason my all Jewish yacht rock band called the Jubadors again digest this always happens to play holiday parties on the main day of Santa Con in the village, and that's (laughs) I'm taking you back this year. No, he was was in Manhattan. I was was there. I I was playing on Santa Con. That was it. That was dressed dressed as not as part of Santa Con, not an official Santa Con event. Don't get but like. If no. when Santa Con descends upon New York, it's it is like 
an infestation of drunk bros. It's pretty clear who's Jewish and who's not on yes. that day. And, you know, and, and I just I've got such Santa Con related horror stories that are you know <laughs> that are like it's honestly the worst thing ever. It's it's there if they were like. If the guys who dress up for Santa Con were like an ethnicity, they basically there would be just all kinds of racism and terrible. Like it's just those. If, no. if you participate in Santa Con, you're a terrible person, and there's no redeeming. There's no part of it that's fun for anybody but we, you. We discussed that there's definitely a Venn diagram of how many are insurrectionists also <laughs> yes. participate in Santa Con. A lot of the costumes are real similar. The, the, exactly. I know. <laughs> I totally think the QAnon shaman like started at Santa Con in 2013 <laughs> in the East Village. He's like, he was like, I went Burning Man, then Santa Con. Yeah, then it's Instagram. a Burning Man, Santa Con, <laughs> uh, sort of just Wall Street finance bro, QAnon, January 6th vibe, all just rolled up into one. I mean, I saw a photograph of a fucking Santa that was like dressed as like the Joker, and I was just like, "How is this person not going to storm the Capitol in like five minutes?" It's you horrible. know, like it's horrible. It's just also like, you know, poor Santa. What an icon! And he's just, you know, it's like you just take any cartoon character, sexy prostitute, slap a Santa hat on them, and they're like, it's like a double monster. You know, I don't know what they're doing. You know, in terms of dressing people, it's just it's fucking nuts. Well, well, I have one more. We should end on this. This little bit of history for you, Julian. In case you didn't know, uh, the the roots, the origins of uh, SantaCon started way, way back in Copenhagen. Um, and what people would do, it was almost like this, like um, yeah, punk rock group, if you would, where people would dress as Santa Claus, and and they they were were against consumerism and what Christmas had turned into with like buying shit that they would descend on retail stores, grab things off the shelves, dress as Santa and then like gift them to customers and say, this is a present. This is for oh, you. Wow. Or to, uh, Merry Christmas. And they would do it until they got in trouble and got kicked out. And then that has morphed into. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> many, what it's many, like. Many you know, no, that spirit's alive in Lower East Side, except for them stealing goods and doing the Robin Hood thing, they're giving you right. vomit all over you, just right. barfing right. everywhere yeah. on the streets. And I, it's also yeah. so quintessentially American that like this thing that was a total anti-capitalist, like, you know, roots thing is now just like the, like it's just guys who work for JP Morgan in Santa suits getting wasted <laughs> and grabbing girls' asses. Yeah. It's so bad. It's the original smash and grab uh, them by the pussy, um, is what I will say. Um, well, Julian, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us about- uh, holiday parties it's great to see you let's all just uh buck up take that oregano oil let's hope for the best and keep ourselves as healthy as we can <laughs> well thank you guys yeah. for having me it's always great and to talk i'm such a fan of the show Thank great you. and maybe tomorrow we'll do our big social media reveal um where we'll do you painted silver and then the next slide will be your covid results so we'll we'll let you know we're all invested. We want to know. I know. I know. I know. Well, I'll let you know. We'll we'll, we'll discuss. So this that off image air. will be forever burned in our brain of whether you're positive or negative. <laughs> it's 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 getting a lot of people right now. So, but best of all, I think you just have your first ever uh, disgusting California cold. I think I think that's it's, what it it's is. a doozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and nobody's been sick in like two years. So, um, right. well, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, until next week, you broke Which you is know, we say Eve. Yeah, yeah. What do we say at the end of every we say episode? Godspeed and good tips and good holiday party, everyone. Anyways, all right. See you next week. Bye.